Hello and welcome to Architecture Out of Sight, a podcast where we talk about architecture, design, and everything in between. I'm Steven, the architect. In the last episode, I talked about motivations and the reason why I chose architecture or the reason why I think I chose architecture. Um, in coming episodes, I'm going to try to create opportunities for other architects to share with me their their own motivations and their own reasons why they chose architecture. I think it would be a very good place to start the conversations that um, or the type of conversations we are looking to have on the Architecture Out of Sight podcast. It's also very important as a subject to what I want to look at today. Um, over time, I've realize or have noticed this relationship between architecture and it's an interesting one where sometimes we sound like we hate architecture or sometimes we actually do hate architecture. We basically cursed the day we decided to study architecture or we chose to study architecture. At other times we love architecture, we, we define our lives by it as if we cannot live without it. Now this this relationship is a very interesting one and I think it's one that has been shaped by several factors and that's what I'll be looking at in this episode. But first, that very nice jazz that I love to play. I hope you like it. So if you don't like it, then you can tell me and I mean it's still early in the podcast and we can find something to do about it. Yeah, but here it comes now. We all have different reasons why we, why we decided to study architecture. For some people, it was because architecture held this promise of being a very lucrative um, career path. To some others, it was because of passion. They loved the concept or the idea of design, the philosophy of designing buildings. To others, it was because maybe they wanted to do aeronautical engineering. <laughs> I know a lot of us who fall under that category. And when they realized that they couldn't do aeronautical engineering, the next logical thing was architecture. To some others, they just like to put stuff together. They just like, like love to build stuff. And maybe their yeah, parents told them, ah, look at architecture. It's very fancy and it's in line with this thing you like to do. The summary of the whole thing is they are probably a million reasons across a range of all of us that eventually led us to architecture and all these reasons mean that some of us would have gotten what we wanted out of it some of us would feel like we haven't some of us are still you know keeping fingers crossed and our minds open to see if maybe it would eventually give us what we wanted in the first place. Now, the relationship between us and architecture, so us as architects and architecture, is it's it's kind of a complex one, especially when you consider how tedious, how difficult the journey to where we are right now was. So from architecture school, from studio, the mentally draining sometimes traumatizing experience that we had to go through in school kind of um, I think kind of gave us an impression of 
of architecture being a very important um, discipline. Now, I may or may not be right, I may, not, I may or may not be correct, but I think we have this mentality that has been drilled into us that good things definitely don't come easy. So the fact that architecture was, you know, as difficult as it was made to be in school, it had to mean that there's a very serious importance to it. It has a level of, you know, there's a pedestal that that it's on that makes it um, necessary for it to be beyond the reach of everybody, and that's why it's difficult. This may or may not be true from my from my experience, and in my own opinion, I think it was just a manufactured um, difficulty. I don't know if there are ways that architectural um, study could be easier, but I think if we're intentional about it, there are ways we could have made it easier. But the long and short is whether it was easy or not, architecture is not very easy to study as a course. And maybe this created, you know, different um, psyches towards towards the course and made us feel that we were special. And I think we do, honestly. I think we do, but not, I don't think in the way we, we or in, in the, yes, I don't think we are special in the way we used to feel back in school. I think the special, the specialty or the importance of architecture is somehow different, especially considering how real life works. It's somehow different from that old impression we have of being, say, the the master builder or the the lead consultant. You know, all those kind of grandois positions we tend to give ourselves, or the, or you know, the classical and architecture and um, architects are gods and all that. All these things are nice and good. I mean, they are good propaganda to continue to push the passion, but I think in the real life, real world conversations, um, these things have kind of set us up for an, a form of existential crisis. And I think that existential crisis is what has led to this interesting relationship between architects and architecture where we love it sometimes, we hate it sometimes, because I think there is an expectation that we all um, have of architecture and the fact that we are architects and the life that an architect is supposed to um, pursue, is supposed to have. And then there is the reality of things and that gap in between, that difference now creates a dissonance. It creates, you know, a misalignment that now pushes us into that um, that place, that crisis. So sometimes we, we, it lives up to expectation, so we love it. Other times it doesn't, so we hate it. And then it's just this back and forth. The, the the gospel truth is architecture is very important. It's very very important because if we if we let's consider just one one aspect of architecture, the most popular aspect, so the design of buildings and and living spaces, for example, in a society, a society is made of um, made of different units, but the basic, the most fundamental unit of the society is the family. Now. The home shapes the family. The house contains the home. The architect designs the house. So in effect, the architect shapes the home because whether we like it or not, if we really look into things, the house you live in literally shapes 
the lifestyle you tend to live in a way in fact it shapes your impression of things and i'm personally i can personally attest to this because a lot of the impression of myself i had growing up and i think those were the impressions that that formed me because when i was little when i was smallest these were the ideas i had about myself and my family and it led it led it led to i i mean set up the foundation for every other thing that got layered on and to a large extent it was it was drawn from the house and the neighborhood i lived in when i was young and if we if we consider this and blow it up a little bit you see that the architect designs the house the house shapes the home the home forms the family unit and the family makes up you know the community that makes up the society that makes up you know urban um the urban population or whatever so yes architecture is very important architecture is really really important and that is something we, we shouldn't get confused about but now architecture in the sense of being this um should i say general being this um, generally i don't know how to put it but it, it's not really it's not really that um thing we thought it was that the whole world has to bow down at our feet and and worship and then when we graduate from school and we come into real life and we realize that yes I, nobody really cares about architects that much some people do of course but they very little population and for the proportion of importance we've we've expected from our architecture from the from the level of respect and and recognition we expect to have we think we should have when we come into the real world and we realize that we are not afforded that level of importance we give ourselves it leads to you know some difficulties some challenges now also when we realize that architecture is not really as rewarding as we think it it, it could be or it should be at least not in the early stages of, of of our career it's also another rude awakening it's kind of a shock and i don't i don't think that it should be honestly because somehow we we always knew that it might not be that easy especially in a country like nigeria where the design industry the building industry is not that robust so there's just a couple of usual suspects doing the same thing over and over and over and then you have old guys taking most of the existing work and most of the new work because they have the experience already or and they have the contacts and they have the connections and you know they, they have the, the 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 general experience needed to handle and execute those projects and the new ones have to work under those old ones and usually there's a cadre there's a level that rewards have to cascade down before they get to the young architect so except for now where there are other things other opportunities like um visualization and networks like um, upwork and all those other ones where people can strike out and take part of their own it's usually it was it was never really um a a hidden thing or a hidden fact that architecture was going to be hell hellish i think and then you consider the amount of work the level of responsibility that an architect especially a young architect has to has to take on because most of this work 
that is if, especially if you're in an organization most of the work that has to be done is pushed on you because the principals have to do business development and they can't come and be doing all those other low-level stuff so they push it down to the younger ones who spend hours and hours doing the same thing correcting going through that hell that correction hell that we all hate or we all hate to love or we all love to hate whichever you want so yeah so you take on all the all that um, intense work usually mind-bending work and the reward is not up to par is not commensurate to to the level of work you, you you've put in and then you're in you we we're all in an era in an environment where we see our peers and people around us commanding more and more value for less and less time so the the mental um I don't want to use an expletive now, but the the mess the mess going on with our mental is usually intense, and this is what leads back to the um, the statements I made earlier that identifying those reasons and those motivations is very important to this conversation because and I know even if I said in the first episode that you don't really need to know why you're doing architecture to really be good at it. That was that was speaking for uh, that 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 was based on the assumption that you've already accepted as as an architect as a young architect that you're going to be in it for the long game. So you you've already assumed that no matter what comes, no matter what architecture throws at you, you're going to find a way to you know work around it and still continue moving until you get to that place where you realize. But in the short term. In the short term, I think to an extent is important. Why is important to know why we do architecture, why we chose architecture, and if you do realize that you chose architecture for something other than passion, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. I I think that is even good because it gives you a head start to start looking for. I mean, to start focusing on what you actually want to get out of life, what you want to do out of life. Architecture is a lifestyle. So beyond it being a profession, a career path, a job, you can always, you see, once an architect, always an architect. It doesn't have, you don't have to do it as a job to be an architect. And that's one very, very interesting thing about architecture. That's one of the reasons why I love architecture a lot, because it's a lifestyle. Once you learn, once all those principles and philosophies get drilled into your head, it just stays there. You walk into a room and the architecture kicks in without you doing anything, without you think. If you really imbibe architecture, I mean, whatever you do, it kind of shows, kind of becomes a factor. The way you reason, the way you think about people, I used to I used to say but I, I think there was a question I, I came across one time. The one thing, the one skill that my discipline, my course taught me that I couldn't have gotten any other places and I said empathy and it was true because architecture drilled empathy into me from case studies to running through buildings in your head, kind of living in the shoes of the people that would live in those buildings and seeing how the life how their lives work. You see, once you are giving a design as an architect, you literally lose yourself in the first couple of design iterations and become other people. You walk around those spaces as those people. You're designing a hospital, you become a doctor. You're designing a bank, you become 
um, a bank or an accountant or a cashier or something, you're designing um, a school, maybe a kindergarten, you become a little kid. And that, that drills this level of empathy into you that you just can't, it, it, it comes in and it stays. So beyond doing architecture as a profession, as a course, um, as a job, architecture is a lifestyle. So if you do realize that maybe you chose architecture for money, and I mean architecture is not is not giving you money, there's nothing wrong in deciding to say, okay, what do I want to do with my life outside architecture? And go and do that stuff. It's it's very very. It's in fact it's very sane. But then there are some people. There are some of us that choose architecture not because of money. Of course, money was a factor, but not the primary factor. We choose architecture because maybe we love systems. We love building things. We love putting things together. We we have all these ideas and philosophies philosophies about human interaction with the environment and how we can you know optimize those interactions and the environment to make better people better societies and all that and maybe other things you will pick on along the the way so from you have this you have maybe you have we have the basic i'll just say passion for now but then in studying architecture, it gets layered on. There are other things that get layered on that just reinforce and makes that passion, that basic passion, more robust. That makes you very certain that no matter what you do, you have to do architecture. So for people like this, where you can't really get away from it, and you know that it just has to take center place in your life. And even if it's not as rewarding monetarily as, as you might like, as you might desire, you just have to keep going. For people like this, it's, it's very important to... You know identify and stay close to that reason or the search of that reason if you know if you don't if you, if you can't figure out the reason at this at like at the current time i think that's that constant yearning that constant search the drive to identify the reason why you just can't let go of architecture i think is enough to um to um, substitute in the meantime to keep you going to keep you um to have you keep trying to see why architecture and so you keep going in architecture but the long and short is it's very it's very important or is recommended that we find this you know driving force and stay close to it so that when expectations don't meet um when reality doesn't meet expectations we have we have respite we have a way to cope and so we don't end up um losing losing um our minds or being you know falling into this pit of regret and all that because eventually then it impacts our work but beyond work it impacts our lives because if you're doing something and that the long and short or the summary of that thing as a lifestyle and as a career is leading to regret most of the time you don't have a very fulfilling life you don't have a very happy life i came across a tweet some other some day um some days ago about a woman she was very excited because her little kid had this drawing table and made some cute sketches or something and she was very excited about it and said she wanted him to become an architect and another architect or an architect on twitter had quoted her her tweet and replied that as an architect she should send her son to 
football academy or she could send him to a dancing school or she could send him to film academy or but that whatever she did she shouldn't send him to architecture school now i understand that this is something we as architects say which also kind of ties back to that earlier conversation um um yeah that earlier comment i made about having this love-hate relationship with architecture i mean these are things we say when someone tells us i want to study architecture we first laugh because we know this is going to be like someone saying i want to get traumatized so we laugh and then we tell them oh, why architecture why do you want to do architecture i mean you don't know what is going on do you ex- do you really know what you what you want to get and put yourself through and all that but then i think there's a few of us that eventually after that initial you know jibes and jokes and everything and bands we still you know come back to this person and be like okay so if you want to do architecture this is what you want to do this is what you want because somehow somehow we genuinely love architecture and we love the fact that other people love architecture and some we we, we love to encourage other people to do architecture even if we know that it might not be the easiest road i mean life is not easy even if you know and we understand that it might not be easy we just want to see them make it when we want to see them pursue it at least and make it and hopefully by the time they they get it things would have been better i definitely i'm definitely sure that if that boy does study architecture by the time he has graduated i think things will be a little bit different if he's in nigeria i don't know if he's in nigeria but i i have this this hope that things would have been different i'm actually going to be intentional about the hope not just that i'm going to expect that something is going to happen and the cosmos is going to change i'm going to do things about it in my own little way but then that's a long conversation for some other day but yes and i think if each of us have this intentionality about making architecture better in our own little ways i think eventually the sum of all our efforts is going to you know move the needle at least if if nothing more so yes generally while this this love hate relationship might exist i still believe that yeah there's a lot of us that are still driven by passion even if <laughs> all indications of things and of reality um, kind of tends towards wanting to break us and kick us out of the of the race but somehow we just keep going and we keep pushing and to everyone like this man i say power on i mean more ink in your pens and more you know whatever it is i don't know should i say grease to your elbows we don't we don't longer draw with hands there's more um grease to your index finger that you used to scroll or something or more power to your laptop either way i just i just think you should stay motivated and things are definitely going to get better and eventually would look back and enjoy and i mean when we become star architects and everything not that everyone wants to become a star architect i don't want to become a star architect because i think the criteria for being a star architect is having large buildings and all these magnificent philosophies and rhetorics and all that i'm i'm a more intimate type of architect i want to design small buildings and you know really really not that large buildings can be impactful but i think i can control the impact of smaller buildings more so i'm I'm tending towards smaller buildings but if if you're the large-scale architect there's nothing wrong with that as well the long and short is when we become fulfilled architects maybe not star architect but when we become fulfilled architects in our own different rights we'll look back at the process 
and we'll be glad that we did it we'll be glad that we pushed it and hopefully when we get to that point we'll try to make things better for those other people coming after us so that people have this liberty this freedom to pursue their their courses now beyond what architects can do for architecture there is the other part of real life and the interaction between architects and architecture and the clients that's i don't know we, we probably don't have any control over that one because let's assume architecture as a whole is very good is very easy is very simple and then you have all these magnificent ideas probably very good ideas and you have to execute i mean concepts and ways to make the lives and the experience of say users very very good very very better but then the client says no scrap that shit this is what i want and you'll be like no this is the correct thing and the client is like it's my money even if they don't actually say but then everybody understands that it's implied so and sometimes there's a back and forth sometimes a lot of time there are compromises sometimes there's a lot of frustration but you just understand that i mean <laughs> this is the person calling the shots so you have to you know you can either walk away if you have that mind you can compromise you can try to find a way around it you can find a way to you know power through it and force your way and brute force your way through it and there are different other things but i know it makes it even more difficult and this is the part that we can't control the part about reality and even if the client is a very you know malleable person is a very understanding person to the importance of the architect taking center place in design in the design process maybe other factors like financial constraints economic constraints planning constraints and all those other things um or technology constraints or environmental constraint there are many other things that make architecture very tedious and not just physically tedious mentally tedious as well and all those things i mean they exist but like successful people will say we can only focus on what we can control the things we can't control are beyond our control so we can't do anything about that what we can focus on is making sure that in our own way we make that part that we can control as best as we can or the best possible um, way it can be as we continue to tour this road of architecture to make this journey and try to find better ways to you know create good and great environments and all the challenges and, and surmount all the challenges that gets thrown at us i do hope that we find grace both physical and spiritual grace and i do hope that everything works out in our favor and i do hope we would want to come on to this community and talk about it and you know make things try to make things easier for ourselves through conversations through collaborations and all that um that being said i really had fun with this conversation because it brought a lot of memories memories of experiences i've had even if i didn't talk about them but you know just talking on this episode made them run through my head a couple of times um and i'm sure people listening to this might have a couple of their own memories i think we should do something where we can share all these memories in one place uh, but that's something for another day um that being said i don't know if i've said this before but i think i'm going to try to make these episodes um this podcast a weekly thing and hopefully episodes drop every wednesday let's see how it goes i'm going to try to stick to that but 
for now i'm just starting so i don't want to pressure myself into it i, I want to really enjoy creating this um, episode so that um, i can create things that people would enjoy listening to and want to be part of i'm trying to build a community not for myself but for everyone that is going to be part of that community so i'm trying to do it the best possible way i can um considering that this is my first time and i'm not really very very skilled yet hopefully i get better so um one other thing if you do enjoy everything um that is that has been discussed and hopefully all the things are going to be discussed i think you can refer someone else an architect who you think would enjoy it as well and now you i don't know if this background sounds are going to be audible but you can help me ignore i would really appreciate it i mean i don't have a studio so there are things i can't control and sounds i can't control that being said thank you for listening remember architecture can be out of sight but please and please don't let it ever get out of mind see you next time